You've just accessed Shekinah Glory, the place where God dwells among His people. Prepare now to receive the Lord as Pastor Rex Ricks connects you to the power of God through the prophetic revelatory preaching and teaching of the Word of the Kingdom of God. Experience the revelation of Jesus Christ on another level from the place where God dwells among His people. Now, hear the Word of the Lord. Um, last week, uh, or a week before we began uh, sharing a message, stop blaming God. Will you say that? Stop. Come on, say it out loud. Stop blaming God. Uh, week two, we talked about why blame God. So today, uh, write this down, and we want to share this with you on today. If God is good, you can even say if he's real, if God is good, why is there evil? Amen. If God is good, why is there evil? Why does evil exist? And I began this teaching uh, making mention that there is this ubiquitous attack against the nature and character of God among Christians and non-Christians alike. That when things don't go their way, they immediately blame God. When there's devastation, calamity, disaster in the land, people immediately blame God. You even have Christians who will oftentimes jump on the bandwagon and, you know, we'll start quoting scriptures. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, seek my face. Well, well, uh, that in itself is a whole nother context of what God was dealing with Solomon and the people at that time. But sometimes you have Christians out of ignorance. We would even fault God for something that he did not even do. And there are things that he will allow, but we cannot blame him for everything. Just because, and I said this, well, let me add to it. I said in weeks past, just because you attach God's name to it doesn't mean he told you to do it. Now, you can say it this way also, or here's another way to say it. Just because you attach God's name to it does not mean that he did it. <laughs> so just because we said this is God doesn't necessarily mean that he did it. I even showed you that Job in all of his affliction, he did not charge God for naught or with wrong. So before we blame God, let's make sure that we had his wisdom on the matter. Now, uh, Proverbs, let me just give you a couple of verses um, to support what we have been talking about in week one and two, because this is a serious indictment against an innocent God, a loving God, a forgiving God, a God whose mercies are new every morning, a God who is great, a God who loves you with an everlasting love, a God who loves you with unmerited favor who blesses you because he's good even when you're not good. <laughs> That's the kind of God we serve. Proverbs 19, verse 2 and 3, good news translation. And, and listen, this is good to know because um, uh, there's all these 
accusatory accusations against God, somebody needs to at least defend the faith. And as believers, we have the responsibility to defend the faith. Enthusi- Everyone reading out loud. Enthusiasm with that knowledge is not good. Impatience will get you into trouble. Some people ruin themselves by their... St- Some people ruin themselves by their own stupid actions. And then... Blame God. We learned throughout this teaching that, number one, it's important that you seek the wisdom of God first. In all of your ways, acknowledge him. This is in Proverbs 3, uh, beginning around verse 5, and he will direct your path. And we learned throughout that that when we acknowledge God, he is the one that will remove obstacles that will prevent you from becoming successful. I showed you that uh, in the original Hebrew, what that meant. It meant to, uh, when it says he will make your path straight. In other words, when I acknowledge God and not lean to my own understanding, he will make the pathway clear. (laughs) He prevents obstacles. Here's a nugget. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from what? Evil. There that word evil goes. Now, also, Ezekiel 18, 19. I'm just, just go to verse 29. Good news translation. Again, Ezekiel was telling the people of God about God's judgment and salvation, and he was calling them to repent and obey. That was the message. But verse 29, just let, for the sake of time, let's just go to verse 29. We have went here the last couple of weeks. And you Israelites say what the Lord do isn't what? Right? You think my way isn't right, do you? It is your way that it isn't right. Here again, we see that the people were at fault. Jeremiah uh, 2, 13 and verse 19, good news translation. Watch this. For my people have did what? Committed. For my people have committed two sins. They have turned away from me. They, hold on. They have turned away. So again, before we accuse God, let's make sure that we have done our due diligence. Let's make sure that we've acknowledged him in all of our ways, did those things that he said for me to do. Because oftentimes, again, we act in haste. Then when things uh, don't go like we think they should or or when they don't fare well, we blame God. Not only did they turn away from him, uh, he said the spring of fresh water, the fresh water, and they have dug cisterns, cracked cisterns that hold no water at all. And they'll begin to trust in systems that are unreliable. Just like the world system. Other things that are unreliable. People. Now, uh, verse 19. Hold on. Let, let, let's take a praise break. Say praise the Lord because, the, listen, we're talking about if God is good, why is there evil? And we're going to learn that some of the stuff that God's been blamed for he is not the author of it. So that's a good place to praise the Lord. So, so and watch this. I'm teaching too good for the morale. Listen, and so whatever you did last night, man, you, you, you're here today. Keep running. So what? You fell into some nonsense, Lord. My bad, Jesus. A good man. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Though he fall, he will not be utterly cast down. For the Lord upholds him, not the nonsense, 
by the hand. So even though you fell into some gnosis last night, get up, keep running. Therefore, is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ. We know you slipped up and got you some, but Lord, I repent. Now watch this. Got you some what? I don't know. You fill in the blank. But, none the, but, but whatever the case is, don't feel condemned. If you've been condemned, that's the devil. You're entertaining the wrong thoughts. Holy Spirit will convict, but he will not condemn you. Get, tell your neighbor, get over it. That was yesterday. Start over today. Make a decision that I will not go that way again. Your own evil, your own what? Evil will punish you and you're turning from me. See, what most people don't tell you is that they've turned away from God. They disregarded God. No patience. You will learn how bitter and wrong it is to abandon me, the Lord your God, and no longer remain faithful to me. I, the sovereign Lord Almighty, have spoken. Do y'all see this? James 4, 1 through 3, New King James Version. Uh, just laying a foundation because, again, there's this serious indictment against the Lord our God. Let's read this out loud. Where do wars and fights come from among you? Where, wait, where do what? Wars and fights come from among you. Do they not come from your desires for pleasure that war in, war in your, war in if a world leader decides to start a war, did God create that war? Is God behind the actions and choices of Hitler? Jeremiah 29, 11, good new translation. Let me show you what God's plan is for you. Let me show you what God's plan is, and you already know this. But I'm working my way up to if God is good, why is that evil? I alone know the plans I have for you. Plans to bring you prosperity and not disaster. Hold on. You're not reading this with conviction or with some excitement. Read this like I believe. Wait a minute. The Lord has pr plans for me to bring me prosperity and not, and we, we're not just talking about money. We're talking about being whole in every area of your life. Nothing missing, nothing broken. You complete in your health. You complete in your marriage. You complete in being single while waiting or anticipating a mate if you so desire. You complete financially. You complete mentally. Every facet of your life. And not disaster. Plans to bring about the future you hope for or a future in the Hebrew full of hope. Do y'all see this? Now, hold your applause to after we hear the verdict. In the case, God versus the people on indictment number one, is God the reason why everyone suffers, we the jury find him not guilty. Boy, y'all, 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 y'all. In the case, 
we just seen much of what's happening to a lot of people are because they disregard God. <laughs> In the case, God versus the people on indictment number two, is God the orchestrator of all of the world's calamity and disasters? We just seen where the wars come from. We find him not in the church said not guilty out loud and number one let's deal with this if God is y'all didn't say that like you were so that means if, if he has been acquitted then that's a good place to, to have a praise break because you know that 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 what's been held up is not him. I just need to make better choices. And see, the reason why it's important because if your view is obscured toward God, then you, you, there are certain things that you're not going to do. And if I, and if 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 and we seen uh, last week that if my eye is bad. My whole body is full of darkness. So if my perception of God is flawed, everything outside of that is going to be flawed. So everything, all of my uh, 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 downfalls and things are not being successful and things not turning out right, guess who I blame? God. But today, I just realized I've been blaming the wrong man. If God is good, why is they're evil. Let's look at this. Genesis 1. Let me get verse 1 and verse 31. Genesis 1 and verse 31. Is everybody good? Verse 1, then verse 31. Let's read this out loud. In, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the in the beginning, God Okay, let's go to verse 2. Just, just let you know what happened in the beginning. Then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was what? No, verse 2. Verse, let's go to verse 2 first. Let's go to verse 2. Did anybody hear me say verse 2? <clears throat> then the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering on the face of the sea. Then it goes on down, and God said, let there be light, and God said, and God said. What happens when you get to verse 32? Verse 31, I'm sorry, verse 31. Then God saw everything, hold on, that he had made. Wait, he saw that everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. What he made, what he created was good. So if he created good or what was good, he can't be the orchestrator of evil. And let me say this. Evil only exists when there is an absence of good. Is there a such thing as cold weather? Huh? Is there a such thing as cold weather? No. See, uh, see, the school teacher got it right. Watch this. No, no. Cold is just the absence of heat. I can get a little deep with it, but I want to stay simplistic with you. Are you with me? 
but so, so and I wanted to show you that in the beginning God created and everything he created was very good this I'm trying to put this on the first grade level to those who were at the doctorate level because everybody needs to, to get this so if in the beginning what he created was good Is evil good? If you didn't get anything, write this down. Evil only exists when there is an absence of good. Okay? Now, that's the nugget. We'll get there in a minute. Now, let's go to Genesis 2, verses 15 through 17. Man, I love sound doctrine. <clears throat> Everyone here? Everybody, yeah, it's cold. See, listen, pay attention. See, see some now trying to Google. See, do that after church. Let me see if he's right. Let me see what he's talking about. This thing is cold. I mean, I, I finished ninth grade. What are you talking about? <laughs> then the Lord God took the man. Will y'all help me read? Then the Lord God took the man, put him in this house. Everything was good, right? To, the, to do what? Ten and to keep it. What did he do? Put the man there to work the garden, to protect the garden, to protect Eden. He put the man there, okay? Uh, and the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you should not eat. For in the day you eat the of, eat of it, you shall surely die. Do you see this? Hmm. This is why you can write this down. Well, why was the tree? Why was what? he had all them good trees? Well, why was the tree there in the fifth place? You, you remember last week we talked about people putting their trying to shift the responsibility and blame on God. Always looking for a scapegoat. See, see, had he not put it there, I wouldn't have been tempted to. Listen, you got God knows how many trees. Just don't bother that one. I believe if that was me, that to me, my mindset would have been there's enough trees that I don't even have to bother. I'm not even enticed. What happened to the cat that was curious? Curiosity. <laughs> God put the tree, listen to this. God put the tree of knowledge of good and evil in a garden to give Adam and Eve a choice to obey him or disobey him. So he put the tree there to give man a choice. Let me build this. So why did God put the tree there? To give man a what? Choice. To either obey or disobey. Adam and Eve were free to do anything they wanted. Except eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Hmm. So why make men <laughs> free moral agents? Write that down. So why would God make man free moral agents.
Listen to this. If God had not given Adam and Eve the choice, they would have essentially been androids. Automatons. Who, uh, robots. So had not God given them the freedom of choice, they would have been like robots. Do you hear this? Simply doing what they were programmed to do. But God created us, well, Adam and Eve, just as he did us, to be free beings, able to make decisions, able to, a, able to choose between good and evil. You get in this? Get the CD. So in order for Adam and Eve to truly be free, they had to have the power of choice. Or else, this is confinement. Hmm? So why did he make Adam and Eve freeborn agents? So they could have the ability to do what? The freedom to do what? So in order for Adam and Eve to be truly free now, they had to have the power of choice. Now, this can blow some of your mind. It could have been the tree of yellow and green. Purple and white. So there was nothing, nothing intrinsically evil about the tree that God forbade them to eat. So there was nothing evil about the tree. The sin was disobeying God. So the, it, there was nothing evil. In other words, I, you have the ability to choose. Just don't mess with this one. Giving them the ability or freedom to make decisions. So it wasn't the tree that was evil. It was the disobedience. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.